mental toughness with Dr. Rob Bell. Each week, Dr. Rob sits down with athletes, executives, and expert coaches to talk about mental toughness and their hinge moment. Here's your host, Dr. Rob. He was scheduled for surgery on a Friday, I remember, and uh, things just happened well. And, um, you know, he came to my house at night for treatment. He would come to the clinic in the morning like he he was did his part for sure. Uh, And uh, that Friday he was scheduled, tied the, the course record, went on to win his second PGA Tour event that Sunday. And uh, so uh, that that just kind of showed me, oh, well, I guess this is a bubble that needs to expand. I'll pop some other ones <laughs> at the time of trying to figure out which direction to go. And um, and it, it's just been obvious that that's what I was meant to do. I've been blessed with so many great opportunities. Folks, when I finished my 100 miler, I was happy to be done, but I wasn't finished. The reason why my legs weren't completely bonked from running was that I used PR lotion by Momentus. It simply eliminated any lactic acid buildup in my legs, and it's the best product I've ever used. Momentus is a leading nutrition and supplement company which works with over 150 professional and collegiate sports teams. No other company has the accolades of being awarded six innovation contracts from the Department of Defense for Human Performance. Since I started using PR Lotion, I now use their plant-based protein, collagen peptides, and recovery formula. Look, if performing is important to you, do yourself a favor. Go to livemomentous.com. And for listening today, you get the best part, a discount. Enter code DRB20 for 20% off your order. That's D-R-B and the number 20. LiveMomentous.com. Optimize, perform, and recover. LiveMomentous.com. So our our guest today is a physical therapist, um, athletic trainer, certified uh, strength conditioning coach, worked with uh, collegiate professional athletes, career spanned through, uh, you know, the start of D1 athletics, which uh, spanned into Exos on the therapy side. And um, I, I love this individual. He currently works, especially the past few years, uh, directly with PJ Tour Professionals. So I get to see him at at the events that I go to. But what's interesting is this guy's at every single event, man. So uh, hopefully we even get in logistics of that. But um, I want to start this off uh, really with the... Um, Great introduction because I just love this guy. But uh, Coach uh, Adam Curley, Adam, thanks so much for uh, hopping on, man. Rob, buddy, thanks for having me. How the, how the twins, man? Let's start with that. Man, they they're huge. <laughs> they're they're eleven now, about to be twelve, but uh, just growing every day. You know how it goes, man. Yeah. It, it happens so fast, and it's it's cool to see your kids start to find their passions and. Uh, like my daughter's really uh, got bitten by the dance bug. So uh, she's really pouring into that and learning all the life lessons that you learn from sport and, you know, the things you invest in is what you improve in. And uh, like it, it's just cool to see them now transitioning into 
uh, to people, you know, from kind of the kid stuff, the right. learning manners, and now they're learning, you know, what it takes to to operate in this world and and be a good person and be a good adult, hopefully. And uh, the, cool to uh, see. the calendar certainly grows legs when we have kids, man, because you know everything. But, it's it's just it goes so well, damn fast, man. As you know, especially when you're gone a good bit of the time. <laughs> Right. So with they, with, they with your running legs, yeah, with, yeah, exactly, man. Sprint, sprint legs. With, yeah. with those twins, man, are they like totally different, or like where do they kind of where's that synergy come from with them? That they are very different. Um, uh, first of all, they're, they're boy girl. Um, so you know, we were always thankful for that. They they naturally had their own identity. Um, but even through that, it, it, it's really cool to see how different they are. But then the bond between them. Uh, you know, they're getting to that age where, um, you know, they, they definitely could have different interests, uh, but they still really enjoy each other. And you can tell there, there's something yeah. special between them. And uh, it's cool to watch. Cool to see. Yeah, That's huge, man. Yeah. Let's let's start yeah. out with this, man. I mean, you got to tell the listeners about the Curly Trail. I have yet to do it, but I do look forward to it. it, it it's ready for you, bud. It's ready. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could do it, man. I might quit. Yeah. Well, I live. I live in the hills of Tennessee, so uh, there's some some relatively drastic terrain right behind uh, my house here. And I've uh, over the years cut uh, cut a trail just through the woods and just kind of you know beating a path down. And uh, we go up the ridge behind, and we'll carry stuff, or we'll run for a bit, or whatever we need to do for that day and get it done. So Have a good time. I mean. I mean, because you take a lot of different athletes on that journey. I mean, tell us, tell us something about that trail, man. That you know, that's that popped out, or a good story from that one. Man, there, there, there was one day we were, uh, uh, we were doing like a timed. Uh, we had different. We were carrying different items, right? And each one kind of had their own challenge, uh, like a big, you know, D ball, heavy D ball, a, a vest, which was kind of the rest. Uh, um, you know, a, a big sandbag, uh, had something like, uh, I don't know, a cinder block or something silly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, we were switching and we kind of came to this portion where it, we kind of cut through my yard and then it shoots back into another trail and, you know, um, it, it, it kind of looks like you could be done there. Like, oh, oh yeah, right. we're going back to the house. <laughs> the mental challenge. Yeah, and man. There was a, uh, there's another section there. So uh, that, that got a, a couple of guys off guard. I got a couple. Fortunately, I was in the front. I didn't see the, the death look. So I, I, I wasn't afraid for my life. But I was told afterwards I probably should have been. <laughs> It's good, man. I always say like when it comes to like training, like run wise, like the toughest runs are those which uh, you kind of come back, you know, so if it's a circle yeah. run, you know, those are the tough ones. Cause if it's just an out and back buddy, all you have to do is just make it out. Yeah. You're back. You're just every one step closer. All you gotta do is take yeah. another step. Yeah. You get it that way. Yeah. And I've, I found that, especially with the training, man, it's like, you know, right. It's like doing what you don't want to do. Correct. And and you got to put in those circle runs because it's just too easy to stop, man. When it's like, no, I've got to head back out. Yeah. Well, I think those moments are the are the the beneficial ones too, from a mindset standpoint. Anyway, like you know, sometimes you feel like you're done and you're really not. Like you get in the playoff or you you know, um, just because you you finish 18 doesn't necessarily mean you're done. You know, mm -hmm. so um, keeping that uh, that ability to withstand whatever comes at you. Yeah, indeed, man. Now, because I mean, talking about the mentality of 
you know, not only the, the different athletes, but I mean, you see the different mentalities, the way that people like go about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's something that you've gathered throughout your years that you think, man, the best athletes kind of have, you know, whether, you know, that it mentality, what, what, what are some of the things that you've seen? I think, especially in golf, I think the, the biggest attribute, I guess you'd call it, is just the, the, the short memory. You got to be able to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just the belief, it's almost, I've heard uh, Pete Carroll talk about this, like just a, an overwhelming optimism. Like, you know, we're down 40 points in the fourth quarter. And I think, man, this is hard. How are we going to come back? Like, we're going to win. You know what I mean? Like just always expecting good things. Like every golfer has that ability to, uh, they know that one weekend can change everything. You know what I mean? One good week and and it, it can set them up for a while. So they just know that that's coming and keep working and and stick to their daily disciplines that culminate in that that end point. And, and they just know they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, whatever happens, you know, you miss several cuts in a row, whatever the case may be. They just know it's coming and it doesn't affect they don't allow, you know, missing several cuts in a row to affect their diligence with the daily disciplines, with the things that are ultimately going to get them to that point where, you know, that one good week is going to set them up. Uh, so it, just that adherence, the the eternal optimism and the short memory, uh, I think, mm-hmm. are um, critical in a sport where, you know, uh, it kind of like baseball, the failure is uh, more the norm, <laughs> you know, success is, is less frequent than failure. <laughs> right. So, uh, golf has a lot of similarities there. It can, it can beat you down for sure. I mean, you, you've, you've talked about like bridge, um, you know, bridging the gap, I guess, with therapy ends mm-hmm. and, and developing your philosophy throughout the years before we kind of get into your career path, man, what, what's the mentality um, that you've kind of developed yourself, you know, just kind of working on yourself, right? The toughest opponent that yeah. there is. What, what, what are some of the things that, that you've developed and worked on yourself? I, I think just not giving up, like just not accepting obstacles, not accepting barriers, not not allowing barriers to become excuses, uh, if that makes sense. Like I was, I was always the the small kid, like, you know, my uh, uh, little league football uh, shouldn't tell the story probably, but uh, like I was the kid who they put ankle weights under my shoulder pads. Like some kids would go and weigh in, you know, get their weight. Cause you can't be, you gotta be under a certain weight, but you gotta be over a certain weight too. Right. right? So right. I was there with my helmet on, with my shoulder pads, certain kids were up there in just shorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was always that, that small kid. And I remember them like feeding me before games and stuff. Cause you know, uh, ran the ball most of the time too, but it, it was always the small one and, yeah. and that creates obstacles. But looking back, like that's what I'm most thankful for. Cause that made me work harder, right? Like if it was easier, uh, you know, I like to think I would have worked just as hard to achieve certain things, but I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Right. The, the, those barriers can be what propels you forward in life and, and what gives you the opportunity to succeed what you perceive as a barrier to succeeding is actually the springboard to being able to succeed. And it, it just taught me that, you know what, just keep going. Um, don't, don't accept things and, uh, you know, uh, 
keep your head down, keep doing things day by day and, and good things are, are somehow going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely dig that. Cause I think you're not both on the same frequency. I think when it comes to like the passion and, and never giving up attitude, walk us through then your journey from, um, you know, again, man, we were both five, I was getting, I was getting ready to say five-star athletes. We're like five sport athletes, right? Like we yeah. played everything. I think growing up, you yeah. know, both, both, uh, I played whatever that. season it was. <laughs> exactly, man. That was our favorite sport, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, kind of the selection process takes over in terms of like talent, but you know, after, after you get hurt, you find out kind of, Hey man, this is, might be a field that I kind of want to go through. Talk, talk us through that when, yeah. when that's, yeah. and I was definitely in that phase. Like I said, I was a little undersized. So a lot of sports just weren't really in the cards for me. You know what I mean? Even the sports that I was better at, um, you know, it has some success in football, you know, at a younger age. Um, and you know, obviously wanted to, to go on into college athletics, playing football my senior year, uh, running back a kickoff, got hit, knocked down, kind of put my arm down on the ground to try to pop up and keep going and caught a helmet. Uh, so there went my, my humerus, um, uh, had it, you know, surgically repaired. It was fine in a few hours, but, uh, that process then of, uh, well now football's kind of out, you know, a few small offers, but it, Fortunately, in my house, I had mirrors to like, what's a 150 pound white kid going to do in college football? Yeah. <laughs> Probably get beat up a lot. So, but um, through that process and, and having to overcome some challenge, um, worked with some great people in, in the physical therapy world and, and learned from them you know, how they helped me, how they helped me get ready for baseball season. And, um, you know, I, I definitely wasn't you know, back to normal, but playable, you know, I was able to play the whole season toward the end improved and I was able to go on to, to small college, um, you know, and, and at least, uh, learn what I needed to from sport and ascending levels, what it takes to ascend levels, uh, to be able to, to have a, enough of an understanding. I've never made it to the level of the guys I worked with, but, but I've ascended enough levels to know what it takes to, to take another step. You know what I mean? So I I at least have some understanding of what uh, they go through um, uh, from a a grassroots level um, and learned what I needed to know. And and through that process, found out, hey, you know, I have some of these characteristics like, you know, I could I could help people through this journey and through this process and, and and still, you know, be in sports world and and. Uh, all those things as well. I use a lot of the, uh, the, the things that life has taught me, uh, to be able to, uh, excel in different ways. Um, so that, and, yeah, that led me into PT school and yep. then led me into, uh, you know, early career. And then obviously we can talk about the transition into golf too, but I mean, a lot happened between those two things <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as well. <laughs> and that's where it's like, like people that are coming up, like life doesn't get easier, man. Yeah, I think nah. we just, I think it gets way more complicated, way yeah. more complicated. I think it gets a lot harder. It gets convoluted. I think the only thing we can take is the experience and kind of like the skills that we have along with us. I mean, you add wife and family into what you do. Boy, that's a whole lot different 
than somebody who is just single and man can, mm-hmm. you know, go to a movie whenever they want or, you know, whatever it is. Or go practice right. whenever they want or right. go hit golf balls and putt whenever they want or, yeah, go to bed whenever they want. Yep. And, and, you know, get a good night's sleep whenever they want and, yeah. you know, truly be prepared for the next day physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, um, so, no so, doubt. Life so comes at you fast. Yeah. So let's go to that part. I mean, you've got a family, you've got a wife um, and the transition then into, okay, well, working with PJ tour players and then being able to travel all year. How did that come about? Well, the, I try to make this a, a relatively short version of the story. Obviously, there's a lot to it, but at a certain point, you know, it, would, it started D1 Sports Medicine, and um, uh, some of the the things that I was doing early on, uh, th- those duties were passed on, um, and, and I was still doing a lot of different things. I was helping open the new clinics. I was running my clinic in Knoxville. I was already working with some of the pro guys, and um, you know, doing some uh, sports medicine outreach and a lot of stuff with the orthopedic group that we partnered with here in town, and and, and then. We were blessed with twins. My my wife's job was just as time consuming through that period as well. So we knew um, some changes were coming and some bubbles were going to have to pop. And uh, we just kind of asked for guidance on on which bubbles to pop and um, uh, really how it the the story of how it actually came to be that I knew that the uh, the golf bubble was the one that I was meant to expand uh, had to do with one of the guys that I still work with, Scott Stallings. He's a uh, a Knoxville guy here. And, um, I think you pat him on the podcast too. Unbelievable dude, uh, as it relates to, uh, the mental component of things. And his story is amazing. And if anyone hasn't heard it, I would truly encourage you to go and seek that out because, uh, the, what he went through, it will really teach you something about life and, and how to deal with things and how to be a, uh, a stand up accountable, uh, just good human. But, um, right. I was working with him not off and on, you know, fairly consistently when he was home. Uh, But I was home. He, he, you know, this was, uh, I think, his second year on tour. And, you know, we've been working together whenever he was home for a while, a couple of years, probably. And uh, he calls me up one day and it's like a Tuesday and he's in Connecticut. Like, hey, man, what's up? He was like, bud, I sat on the plane funny. I can't feel my leg like I'm coming home like figure out what I need to do. Um, something bad has happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not playing, you know, I can't hardly walk. Um, so obviously we get him the, the appointments he needs and they get him in, check him out. He gets an MRI, gets seen by the, the, the orthopedic doctor quickly and, um, get it back. And, you know, he's got a disc bulge, uh, neural compression, um, you know, uh, Definitely less than ideal as a right. <laughs> golfer. <laughs> Lumbar uh, disc issues, uh, you know, for pretty uh, big impediment <laughs> to being able to participate. Um, and the doctor's like, yeah, man, this is pretty substantial. We're going to need to go in and get that out. I'm thinking, you know, at this time he's late 20s, you know, uh, too young to be having back surgery. And, you know, back surgery as a professional athlete is not something that you venture into lightly anyway so uh i think we gave the guy a certain time period like okay man if that's what needs to be done let's just give just give me you know three four whatever time period it was um and let's see what happens here so uh back to his 
you know, intangible components. So we got after it, you know right. what I mean? Uh, I'm amazed he still speaks to me after uh, that whole process. But um, long story short, it, he was scheduled for surgery on a Friday, I remember. And uh, it, things just happened well. And, um, you know, he came to my house at night for treatment. He would come to the clinic in the morning. Like he, he was, did his part for sure. Uh, and, uh, that Friday he was scheduled, tied the, the course record went on to win his second PGA tour event that Sunday. Uh, so, uh, that, that just kind of showed me, oh, well, I guess this is a bubble that needs to expand. I'll pop some other ones <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time of trying to figure out which direction to go. And, um, and it, it, it's just been obvious that that's what I was meant to do. I've been blessed with so many great opportunities and, and, you know, unbelievable guys to work with that that taught me so much about life. And, um, you know, obviously I don't, I don't believe in coincidences like that. Yeah. 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 As long as you listen and go where you're led and, you know, go through the doors that are open for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't either. Um, yeah, because it's been a, a perfect fit for me, and it, it's it's worked out for my family as well. You know, we always we kind of take an annual uh, perspective uh, to the process because, uh, like you said, I go to a lot of events. So, yeah. You know, definitely not all of them. I still want my kids to to remember me, but um, you know, I, I worked in a clinic too. Like we remember what life was like before. I worked in a clinic that saw mainly you know high school, college age athletes. So a lot of them came in the evenings and. and you know, I wouldn't go home until their bedtime then either, you know, and right. now when I'm home, I get to be home. I definitely, you know, guard what I do here uh, to be able to spend that time with them. And, um, you know, I tell my, my local guys now I can do whatever I need to do during school hours. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and kind of keep that boundary. And, it, you know, for the most part, works great. So, uh, like I said, when, whenever you go where you're led, things tend to work out well. Hey, good looking. If you like this podcast and are already a badass, but it's all way too complicated, then visit our website, drrobbell.com and schedule a call with us to help capture your very own hinge moment. And so, um, you know, transitioned into then traveling, you know, I mean, even the, the first couple of years, I mean, finding logistics of finding space, partners, the relationships, right? Talk, talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah. I mean, I talk about that. I'm fortunate to work with a couple of younger guys on tour now too. And, um, they, they kind of found me early in their career, fortunately. And that's something that I definitely counsel them on is, but don't discount the amount of energy and time that you're going to spend in the first couple of years, just getting through the logistics. You know what I mean? Finding where to eat in that area, knowing where to stay, knowing what the traffic patterns around the course are, knowing where, you know, we're going to do treatment, knowing where, you know, there's a lot to each event and especially some weeks. Um, you know, like last week you were there, there were, a uh, million people there, maybe literally <laughs> through the right. course of the week <laughs> and, uh, uh, traffic patterns were interesting. And, uh, you know, unless you know how to navigate those things, uh, you know, it can, it can get interesting. Um, 
so there is a lot to it. It gets a little easier each year because fortunately we go the same places uh, for a lot of the events. Um, but that's a real factor for sure. Yeah. I mean, even that routine when it comes to, you know, I'm a, I'm a routine guy, but I mean, even with the pro athletes that I've seen, I mean, there has to be that routine because it sets that level of comfort, right? If, if you're going to establish the daily disciplines that are going to culminate in success, you've got to have a way to standardize and provide an opportunity for those daily disciplines too. So you got to know where you're training. You got to know where we're doing treatment. We got to know where, you know, the cryo places or the, you know, the recovery modalities and just a diligent amount keeping a log. Hey, you know, these are the options that we have for this week. We're going to take advantage of that this week. You know what I mean? Cause there's right. a great recovery place down the road. So we're going to do that, you know, three, four times this week. Cause next week, guess what? I mean, we got nothing. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So right. uh, there is a lot to it. Um, in the overall scheme and, and keeping a, an eye on the big picture is a, is the way to do that. You know, yeah. and knowing what you want to ultimately accomplish and where can we fit those pieces and being flexible. Like I said, you know, some weeks there's no, it's going to happen, but yeah, we're going to take advantage of it while we have it. So there are high performers that are listening to this executives, even coaches. What are the, you mentioned a couple of times that daily disciplines, what are the daily disciplines from, from Curly's book that, that we all need to have? I think the, uh, I did something recently that I called it the inverted pyramid of health. Uh, right. And I think people from a health perspective uh, think that it's really a pillar system. Like, you know, your average person um, and I'm probably backing up from the high performers that are listening because they're they're further down the road with this thought process or, or you know what I mean, typically speaking. But um, I think most people, if they just had the, the general idea of, hey, I want to I want to be healthier, um, they're, they're probably going to, you know, touch base with their physician, maybe. Uh, but the, the first thing they're going to come to is I'm going to start exercising and I'm going to eat better. Right. Those are the two pillars that they see that hold up health. Right. Right. Um, I, I don't feel that it's necessarily a pillar system. I feel like it's more of a pyramid and there are foundational things that you can do that allow success to happen uh, with a higher percentage likelihood, whatever you want to call it, with the next one. Uh, and my order of pyramid starts at the bottom with something that, that you can probably address way more eloquent than me, but mindset uh, and uh, just getting in the right frame of mind um, about yourself. Uh, you know, do I eat to live? Do I live to eat? Do I feel like sleep is, uh, you know, unnecessary? Do I understand its importance to, you know, just core fundamental foundational beliefs about uh, your body and, and, you know, uh, essentially uh, being a good steward of the gift of your body is a foundational element for me. Uh, and then um, that rest recovery piece is the next uh, component for me. I feel like that gives you the opportunity then. Uh, so I think, you know, big picture wise, uh, I think, you know, that, that rest recovery allows you to create systems uh, from a, a physiological standpoint, whatever the case may be, um, uh, to uh, 
provide a delivery system for what you're going to get in the next rung, which is the nutrition. So you're, uh, you're providing the, the building components, but if you can't deliver it, uh, it doesn't matter. So if you don't have that underlying physiological process in place that you get with the recovery and with the, the sleep and, and being in a good, uh, having a good internal environment and being in a good state to be able to accomplish those things. Uh, it's not going to matter how many good products you provide. And then the exercise is the top rung, you know, coming from an exercise junkie that, that surprises a lot of people, but, uh, that really, uh, then facilitates and, and, kind of puts a fast track on those processes and uh, it's the, the icing, not the cake uh, in, mm. in more instances than not. And it is a great place to start because it's where a lot of people uh, are deficient in today's world. But um, not to say that, that any of those uh, rungs of the pyramid should be exclusive or excluded or, you know, it's just a way to think about, uh, what's going to give you the best opportunity to succeed. If I'm sleeping well and recovering well and maintaining a good internal state, my nutrition and the discipline that I show there is going to be way more effective. And if I'm disciplined with my nutrition and I'm providing good pathways through the rest and sleep and recovery, uh, my exercise is going to be way more potent and way more productive as well. So uh, I kind of see it as a, a pyramid approach. So, um, essentially mindset, rest, recovery, nutrition, exercise, uh, are my core components. Um, and, and you know, how you place priority and, uh, how you go about it. Those are the, the, the main daily disciplines. Right. Right. Everybody right. has everybody. That, that's one of the things that I've really come to appreciate in, in the world that I'm fortunate enough to live in is the individuality of people as well. So everybody has slightly different, uh, components and parts, but, uh, big picture. Those are the, the main ones for me. Yeah. Cause I, I was going to bring that up next. I mean, you know, people are going to always come to you and, and, and I hear the same thing, but it's like, you know, how do I be meant, you know, the mental toughness piece or, yeah. you know, people will come to you, right. And they'll be like, well, write me a program, but it's not like that. Is it? No, no, I struggle with that a lot. Um, uh, just writing general programs, uh, right. you know, and, and um, uh, in the process of working on some of those things, uh, just because we feel like it, we should steward the opportunities that we have well, and, and we should, you know, create educational opportunities for people to understand how fitness impacts golf. And, you know, uh, that's very important, but I struggle with, uh, because, no two programs that I do are even close to the same. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some of the guys I work with, they are on the ends of the spectrum. Why am I going to do the same thing with them? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, um, so understanding, you know, from your standpoint, you got to understand where they've been, where they want to go. You know, all those things are going to factor in play to what's the best approach for them. What's the, the, the most optimal way for them to say what are the daily disciplines that are going to emanate their success there aren't daily disciplines there are your daily disciplines <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not going to be the same for everybody uh, and uh, just entering into uh, a relationship that we would have with somebody with that understanding is huge uh, mm -hmm. like understanding hey man this is a journey and i'm going to walk this journey with you um i'm not gonna i tell my guys all the time like 
find guys who are going to work with you, not you work with them. You know right. what I mean? Right. If they've got a, if they've got a set agenda protocol that they do with everybody, you know, get what you need from it and find somebody who's going to understand your process, understand, you know, from my standpoint, how do they move? What are their physical attributes? What are the, the, you know, the things that we feel like are limiting factors, talk to their, their swing coach. Hey, what are you trying to accomplish that they're struggling with? Um, and, and then inserting whatever modality, whatever, you know, daily discipline, you know, Hey, we need to increase the hip mobility portion within your program. Hey, we've got to gain some, you know, lower extremity strength, whatever the case may be finding that, uh, missing increment and prioritizing it higher or adding it in some cases or right. um, changing it or whatever the case may be. But the individuality component is huge and, um, and, and being open-minded and, and willing to fail, you know, I mean, you, you, uh, is that the importance of doing it? Cause you do the training, you know, with, with your athletes, is that the importance yeah. of doing that as well? Yeah. I, I, I feel like, Obviously, there's upside and downside of that. You know, I wouldn't do it with someone who's new to the process. Who would need to, you know, keep an eye on from a form standpoint or a safety sure. standpoint. But, um, you know, hopefully we can get through those things relatively quickly, and they're pretty independent with that. And um, then I can one. I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I'm not willing to do. <laughs> you know, right. uh, two. I can feel what they feel like man, my legs are tired today. I'm sure there are. We better, you know, add some, you know, add a flush or add some, uh, some type of modality. Hey, we got to get in the cold pool today, bud. We got, you know, yep. jump in the sauna and hit, hit the Norma tech, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that element of it is, uh, definitely in play as well, but uh, a lot of it comes down to, uh, the camaraderie of it. And, right. Yeah. Um, the relationships like what relationships. mentally, Mentally, what do you get from uh, from training and getting after it? Man, what don't I get? Um, that's a great question. But I think at the the core of it is I'm kind of at a phase of life where a lot of people start to slow down, right? Like I'm probably a little older than most people think. Um, and uh, I think, uh, and not to say that I don't modify certain workouts, but I guard that pretty closely. Like I don't back to the, the excuses versus reasons, uh, deal. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, definitely reasons for me to not do certain things, but I don't ever want to do that because of an excuse. Uh, so I think just the uh, ability to, to keep the hammer down in life and, and keep growing and improving versus, uh, coasting or, uh, you know, starting that downslide. Uh, that's not what I'm about. I don't feel like that's why we were put on this earth to, uh, to coast or, or to not use our abilities to their fullest to, to accomplish our mission on this planet. So uh, I think that right now, that that's probably the biggest thing, just that, that, that nudge, that push to, uh, to keep the hammer down and um, keep going and, and understanding the importance that it has, uh, on all aspects. I know 
how I function mentally. I know how I respond emotionally uh, when I don't do those things. Um, right. So does your wife. You know, right? Hey, correct. Hey, yeah. uh, my kids definitely do. <laughs> Dad, I, I think you need to work out <laughs> and eat probably. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, at, at this point, it's all those things and more. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it becomes an identity change, right? It's who you are. I mean, what, what would you be if you didn't get your runs in? You know what I mean? Not Depressed. yourself. Yeah. Not Depressed. yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said that when I was out there, oh man, it was so nice. I'm, I'm a, probably, you know, the, the Midwest East coaster, right? I'm running with my shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone else is out there. I mean, they're running in full gear, sweatpants, all that stuff. It's amazing. Like, isn't it? I'm like, geez, but I, but I posted out there sunny and 75. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I mean, I, I love running in the dark when the sun comes up. I was, uh, but that's what I said at the end. I was like, I, I get depressed, you know, if I don't get after, right. If I don't run, you know, so this is, this is really what I said. I said, I get depressed if I miss a run. Yeah. So I don't. Correct. That was it, you know? Correct. And, uh, I probably get it from, from you, you know, but I mean, um, I, my, my question's on this, right? The process versus the product. Um, we have these mountaintop experiences. We see the athletes that do great. We want them to have these mountaintop experiences, those hinge moments that, that it only takes one. But the process is even more important. Can you talk about, in your experience, the process just over the product? Man, the, you don't have an opportunity to have those mountaintop moments if you don't have a process in place that's going to get you there. You know what I mean? Like you got to know where you are. You got to know where you want to be and what are the things that are going to provide you the opportunity to be able to, to accomplish that. Um, absolutely. And, and as I mentioned earlier, golf is, is huge in that respect uh, from a standpoint of, you know what I mean? You have a, a new opportunity every week. <laughs> you play four rounds and then you start over like, you may go shoot a million, but guess what? You're back to zero on the next Thursday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go get it again. Uh, and just understanding that one, what can I do to, to give myself an opportunity to succeed professionally? But what I've really enjoyed over the last, gosh, probably 13. So I guess nine, um, nine years of, of traveling, uh, obviously working with athletes many more than that, but, um, through the process is, is integrating. How can I be a, a healthier person? How can I be a better dad? How can I be a better husband? Uh, how can I be a better, you know, a lot of my guys do amazing things for their communities, uh, for the world in general, uh, they're gifted with a platform and, and they all use it extremely well and they have causes that they're passionate about. And how can we, uh, you know, create a, a system that's going to culminate, obviously, in better sport performance? Because without that, you don't have any of the other opportunities. But integrate how, how you know, after they're playing Uh, How are they going to be able to run around with their kids after they're done playing? How are they going to be able to continue the work through their foundations and their, you know, uh, components that are really adding to this world? And uh, have we done a good enough job of balancing 
being respectful to participation in the sport with, you know, pushing the envelope and uh, being a fitter, more healthy human at the same time. And that's a delicate dance. Sometimes you got to err on both sides, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them kind of thing too. Uh, and h- how you create that big picture that accomplishes those things uh, is, is super important. Yeah. In, no, no. in, in general, coach, um, and not think of anybody specific, but those that have like success, what, what do you see that happens? Those that either don't handle when they have success well or that do handle success? Because kind of like on the mountaintop, right? We got to come back down off that mountaintop. We can't yep. live up there. What, what are some things that, that you've seen, experienced, you know, in your journey from, from some of the best? Man, I think it, you can, you can feed right back into one of the attributes I said that, that makes them successful is a short memory. You have a short memory on both ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a uh, funny story. I'm using Stallings again. Um, but my second week traveling. So I started kind of the end of 13. I closed my clinic, uh, December 31st, 13, started full-time traveling in January 14. And, uh, my second week was when he won Tory. Uh, and yeah, I remember, yeah, man, unbelievable week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, man, well, this is easy. You know, <laughs> if I'd only known <laughs> nine years later, what, a what a real, event that is and what a special moment that is. And, and, uh, you know, I definitely, uh, understood it at the time to some degree, but, um, I remember, uh, after the, the night after, like, obviously he had all his media and stuff and, and we were driving back. I was staying at his place. This is when they lived, uh, wintertime still in, in Scottsdale Phoenix. And that was the next tournament. Um, so we were driving back and, you know, you kind of skirt along the Mexican border there. And I remember getting a call. I was like, Hey man, well, you need to stop for gas or like he and his wife. And I mean, Finn was an infant at that point. Like he was in a car seat for sure. Um, like, Nope, we've got an issue back here. We've got some, uh, <laughs> a sick kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I remember that next day, like this guy just won a PGA tour event and we stopped like hosing down the, the car seat for him to go do an interview with some golf outlet. They're talking about how great it is that, you know, and his wife went straight in. She was sick that whole next week too. And just that real life meets the mountaintop. You know what I mean? You have a short uh, memory on both sides uh, of the thing. And, you know, to, to not letting the highs be too high, not letting the lows be too low, uh, just balancing and uh, keeping perspective, uh, no matter what life throws at you, uh, mm-hmm. really. Uh, it's always been a, a critical element for me and uh, fortunate to have a family that, you know, has a strong belief system and uh, believe that, you know, there's a bigger plan than, than we know and understand. And when you know that, you know, things are going to come at you, but there's also going to be some, some good things as well. So handling that mountaintop moment in a way that doesn't create uh, ego or doesn't create laxity with the daily disciplines. Uh, if anything, I think the, the great guys use that, to fuel those daily disciplines and to become, Hey man, I want to feel this again. 
Uh, so I'm going to, this is what got me there. I'm going to double down on this. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, Oh man, I'm great. I don't have to do that anymore. I, I, I won, you know? Right. Um, and I remember that, uh, I, that was the key. Well, one of the keys I think from Stalin's early on that I learned was he, he got motivated by success. You know, success, I mean, failure obviously is a big, huge motivator, right? Pain's a huge motivator, but but he got motivated yep. more by success and by winning. Yeah. And they, uh, they that, can both get you in the right mindset to get yeah. you where you need to be for sure. Yep. Yep. Indeed, man. Um, coach, what, uh, what questions should I be asking that, that I just haven't asked yet? Man, we, we've covered quite a bit here. Maybe how to, to, to run faster. <laughs> I, I can't you, you can answer that i can't answer that one, man. yeah i know you're, you're training for a race coming up you know and you get a little uh speed in your life uh, i don't have the answer to that either that's not necessarily my my forte but <laughs> what, what, what part of uh i know like, that's the question you want answered <laughs> yeah right man. i don't have the answer but yeah. well I, I know i know the i know the answer the the question yeah. the question is is are you willing to do what it takes <laughs> there you go right <laughs> yep and uh, that's that's why I'm always big on like uh, I hate like and my son will say it times sometimes he'll say you know do, you know deal I said buddy daddy doesn't make deals because you start making uh, deals you're making deals with yourself yeah like, and I did, you know so sometimes like even with running like well you make these these deals with yourself like all right man you just if you just push it here then you can go ahead and coast the rest. Right. Well, now, now you're making a deal with yourself and then uh -huh. that becomes the mentality. Now you're limiting the rest. Now you're limiting the rest. That's right. Yeah. And, and you don't allow that second, third, fourth win to, to come into play mm -hmm. when it's just getting back to focus. And it's like, no, just do this set best you can. Just do this now and yeah, take what comes when it comes. What, what part of the interview though, um, you know, in our conversation, what part have I missed that, that, that you want to still contribute? Because I, I, I don't we, want you leaving here saying like, damn, man, I should have added this. I think we've covered a good bit. I, I, I kind of shared with you last week. I think my uh, my main platforms and, and my main goals in life are to help people understand that your body is a gift and how you steward that gift uh, is going to culminate in health. Uh, mm -hmm. How you how you treat yourself uh, and how you... Uh, reject passivity and how you accept responsibility and how you, uh, how you lead, uh, in all aspects, including right. yourself, uh, is a huge deal. Uh, and then, you know, professionally, my, my passion has always been truly integrating training and therapy mm -hmm. uh, and blurring the line between those two to the point where, um, it's the same thing, right. <laughs> you know. And I'm fortunate to live in that world. A lot of uh, people in therapy world, you know, are dealing with with post op people, and they have to live in in that mindset and that space. But uh, I'm fortunate to be able to uh, to understand that, you know, just because you're healthy doesn't mean that we don't do treatment. You know, like we make it performance based, and uh, hopefully we see some things coming, and and always keep an evaluation eye on how you're moving, and and uh, be able to, um, to use those two components in a way that, that build each other. And, and when you can structure it, well, man, you can throw some gas on both fires. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, it gets really fun. Adam, yeah. where and, then, and then just walking that journey 
and then just taking the next step, whatever it is that you learn from this step, take that to the next step uh, and use it well. Yeah. Where do you think most people get tripped up on that journey? I think not understanding that it's a journey. They see a destination, they get there and then, okay, I'm there. You know, not understanding that, man, this was just step one and some great things. You know what I mean? I I think back uh, in my therapy career, like my my second job, my first job was uh, kind of in a rural area. Uh, you know, we did some sports medicine outreach, but it was a super small town, you know, we covered the local hospital, that kind of thing. Uh, but that prepared me well for the next step, which was, you know, way closer to, to what I wanted to be doing. We started a, a fitness center and a therapy clinic that was combined with an orthopedic practice. We had, you know, athletic trainers that went out to the high schools, like that could have been it. You know what I mean? Like th- that was amazing. It was what I wanted to do. It was, you know, from the beginning, starting something new, understanding how it all worked. But but then came an opportunity to start a clinic in an athletic training room of a college, uh, you know, something that was very rare at that point. Um, and, you know, great opportunity, obviously lots of challenges, but uh, some really cool things along with it. That could have been it. You know what I mean? Like I could have felt like that was the destination. Then, then uh, you know, uh, I kind of joke, but uh, during that time, my my wife wanted to move home, and I wanted to stay where we were, so we compromised, and I moved home. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but then that led me to the orthopedic group. That led me to the partnership with uh, the training component that led me to, you know, then the, the acquisition and uh, then what I do now. So any of those things could have been the destination. Uh, if I wasn't open-minded enough to see that it was a journey, like, you know, I'm sure there's, there's something great for me after this component of life. You know, I feel like I've still got some, uh, some good things to accomplish, you know, traveling and, and supporting my guys, hopefully, but, uh, you know, what comes after that? I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, but I look forward to it. And, and it's a it, life is a cool journey. If you, if you approach it that way and I'm excited to see, you know, that's awesome, man. <laughs> but yeah. thanks so much for, uh, for coming on here and, and contributing. Yeah. I appreciate really you having appreciate me. Right? That. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, good time. Can't wait to see right, you out, uh, out the next event. It'll be soon, man. Love it. Love it. mental toughness with Dr. Rob Bell. To find out more about Dr. Rob, visit his website at drrobbell.com or follow him on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform to get the next episode of mental toughness as soon as it's available. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.